going on, people of the interwebs? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2, otherwise known as Episode number 27, of the Reverend Babble Podcast. This is Cody Kelly. And this is Neil Huntley. And we are so happy that you come back to join us once again for some more Reverend, Reverend Babbling. That's right. Reverend Babbling. Reverend Babbling, Episode Dose Dose. Yes. Dose Doses. Dose. Wow. Deuces. Yeah. All kind of twos. Whatever you want to say. A whole bunch of twos. Welcome, everybody. What's Welcome. going on, Cody? What's new with you, man? Um, let's see. Not too much since last week. You know, just been working on some more school stuff, just trying to let the semester keep on going by. I actually did go to the beach this past weekend to celebrate my oh, birthday, really? which is funny. Cool. Be- which is funny because last week, uh, you know, because last week the podcast aired on the twenty first, mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize that that was my birthday. Sure, you didn't. <laughs> I honestly didn't though. I like 100% serious did not even realize it up uh-huh. until you posted the trailer that said it was coming out and you had the date on the bottom. Okay. And, and then I was like, oh, I, yeah. but Cause... I'm 100% serious. I did not even realize so, it. So, until then. so you weren't happy when I accidentally, you know, hurt my back and we couldn't record that one week. <laughs> and then the week after you just kind of humbly text me, Hey man, you know, I'm getting into school. You're getting back to work after your injury. Let's just take another week off from the podcast. And then it would conveniently come out on my birthday. Sure, Cody. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do with that information what you will. Okay. But so anyway, I went to the beach with my mom this past week. Did this past week, Thursday through Saturday, we really enjoyed it. We had a really good time. We got to we got to obviously go to some shops and stuff. You know, yeah. you know, got to go play some golf despite it being like forty degrees outside. It was fun though. We like I said, we enjoyed it. Had a good time and just got to celebrate my birthday. Even though it's weird because as you get older, your birthdays celebrations just kind of feel like another day. To yeah, you. it's just kind of it's kind of your special day. It's you know you don't you don't get the pomp and circumstance that you used to. And, right. And sometimes that's okay, right? You know. Um. But that, oh yeah, that, for I, sure. I'm glad you had a good trip, man. I'm glad you had a good birthday as well. Well, thank you, Neil. I really do appreciate that, man. So, man, what's new with you? Well, just like you started off with yours, not too much. You know, <laughs> it's just been a been an easy, simple week. It was an easy, simple weekend. Just hung out around the house. Um. Played with Graham, you know, had a good time with that. Uh, well, you know, we're actually recording this on a Monday this week. Yeah, just we some are. schedule changes. And we're actually recording this in the middle of the day on Monday because it's raining outside. And I didn't have to work today because of the rain. And, you know, it was nice to get a break from pressure washing. I've been pressure yes. washing your your old neck of the woods, the, uh, <laughs> old, the baseball stadium out at Wingate. And I'll tell you what, man, that's a lot of concrete out there. That is a whole lot of concrete mm-hmm. out there. And, like, and it's actually kind of funny that you brought that up because I remember it was sometime – Last week you told me about that, and when you said that, I honestly didn't even think about how much concrete was there until you said that. And I was yep. like, "Oh wow, yeah, I bet that took a lot of time, yep. a lot mm-hmm. of work, because there but, is a lot of concrete." And, there. and I was working on that this morning, and you know, it was pouring down rain. It wasn't the most fun elements, you know, no, to say the least. I, I had concrete specks just shooting me in the face, left <laughs> and right. And and when I saw uh, when I went in for break, the other guy said, "Hey, you know, this, they told us we'd go home because of the weather." I was like, "Okay, thank you." <laughs> yes, I, yes. I, I'll try again tomorrow. So, but yeah, it's it's been a good week. It's it's good to be back. I got my American flag shirt on just because i'm feeling a little extra sense of freedom today hey there you um, go me and you both got our minor league baseball hats on you got your tennessee, tennessee smokies. smokies hat i got my charleston river dogs hat and because of that we just kind of had an impromptu idea to throw in at the end of the episodes now our minor league baseball team of the week yes yeah, that can be 
triple A, double A, single A, what all the uh, class whatever. A advance. It can be the summer wooden bat league, whatever you want to find. It can be whatever. But if y'all don't know, some of these minor league baseball teams have the most awesome slash wackiest names yes, they that do. you can think of. Okay. Yes. And you'll hear what this week's is as well because I showed Cody at the beginning of the episode. They have probably the sickest hat in minor league baseball, uh, minus Charleston River Dogs. So, okay. Yeah, but okay. Okay. But yeah, but we got a really good episode lined up. Um, we got the double play Devo coming up, and then we'll have some sports. You ready to go, Cody? I'm ready, man. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, and we're back. Welcome to this week's Double Play Devo. And for this week's Devo, it's going to be Neil giving his Double Play Devo. I don't think his is going to be as long as mine. I think mine was basically like a mini... I think mine was more like a mini preacher sermon, but... Yeah, but hey, it was really good, though. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, we told James off the air before we started recording last week with him that I thought he, you were coming after me, mine or his job. Yeah. So, <laughs> might be, might, you know, you never know. You know, you might be like Kevin Durant, just be a snake and just come and get somebody's job. I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, my, my Devo is just a little short thing that... You know, just kind of been on my mind. It always is around this time of year with, you know, the football championships coming around. Right. This can be used in any kind of form of chapter of life, but it also it's always around my mind because this is the first time – the first time I read this scripture was around, like, the conference championships, around Super Bowl, all that stuff. So right. it just kind of fits along with that. And I've said this to the youth several times when we've had Super Bowl parties. You know, unfortunately this year we won't have one just because it's kind of hard to – Social yeah. distance when we go to somebody's house, and but I'll, side note, it's really good to be back last night in the sanctuary, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Like um, last night being Sunday night. Oh yes, like um, I had a lot of fun just obviously getting to see everybody in person. You know, mm-hmm. like just you know, like just having that in person interaction was definitely yeah. a lot of fun. Very e- interesting. Even though we're not sitting elbow to elbow in the youth room, we're yeah. kind of spaced out a little bit more. But it it's, it feels good to be back, you know? Oh, yeah. And I've enjoyed doing the Instagram sessions with people. I know I'm kind of getting off topic. I'll get on there in just a second. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it was fun doing the Instagram sessions and all that. But it's really hard to get into it looking at yourself on the phone. Because, yes. you know, of course, I see myself as a front-facing camera. So it's hard for me to really talk to myself for a consistent amount of time, but it's easy to talk to y'all when I see y'all in person. You oh, know? right, for sure, yeah. And and we'll be back in there Wednesday, so by the time you hear this, we'll have two sessions in on the in the sanctuary. So hey, there now, you go. It's just exciting to get back in the swing of things as safely as we can, for sure. Of course. Um, but today I'm going to talk about of um, Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Um, that means it's 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Okay. And cool. um, the subtitle in the New King James Version is called Striving for a Crown. Okay. Okay. And so you see why it fits where it kind of fits around this time of year with football season. Right. Because we saw two conference champions, champions crowned at, on Sunday, right? Yes, we did. And we'll talk about those in a little bit. But um, And then in two weeks, we'll see a, a league champion crowned in the NFL, right? Yes. And so it, it, this, that's why it always kind of – comes to my mind during this time of year sorry just bang my watch on the table for y'all that heard that and it's still okay we didn't shatter it hey um there you go <laughs> but saying all that to say this cody you've heard of chip ingram right the, oh. the teacher you've been to his one of his conferences right oh yeah, yeah. you went was it up in Asheville? uh it was up at the training center at the Cove, which I think is yeah, like the billy graham thing at the cove yeah yeah yes. yeah okay cool yeah. i thought you and your dad's been to one 
right? Yes. I would love to go to one once things are somewhat normal again. Right, yeah, um, for but, sure. You know, he used to have some really close connections with the Seattle Seahawks. I can't remember who he said it was on the team and things like that, but I've heard him mention it several times that he used to have pretty close friends within the Seahawks, Seahawks. organization. And it was, <clears throat> excuse me, it wasn't too long ago. They they were a pretty good, pretty decent dynasty, right? Oh yeah, and they and they won that Super Bowl against Denver. They whooped them, you know. Oh yeah, and you and, know he was, and t- then they gave the way the their Super Bowl to oh, yeah. New England. That's but right. That's but, another topic. But the one that they won, you know, he was talking to a guy, and he asked him, you know, what did it feel like to win that Lombardi Trophy? What did it feel like to be crowned the champions of the NFL? And the guy told him, you know what, Chip? For about two hours, it felt great. And then when that two-hour, one-minute mark came, it was like, this is it. That's all we're doing. Huh. That's all we came to do was just to get a cool hat, raise a trophy, get some confetti shot on us, and that's it. You know? Yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, you've seen the Red Sox win championships oh, in yeah. your lifetime. Oh, yeah. I haven't. I, I saw the Braves win when I was real little. Okay? I've seen the Panthers get to two and break my heart twice. Okay? <laughs> yeah. But I've seen them raise, you know, conference championships. Right. I've seen North Carolina win a handful of national championships national in championships my lifetime. So it's really cool to see your team obtain that we're number one, you know, argument for mm-hmm. that season, that off season. Yeah, but, of course. You know, just like with the Red Sox, they win the World Series, and what happens a year after? They don't even make the playoffs. Yeah, and I'm not trying to di- make a dig at you, but it just shows right. you how quickly things can change. All right. You work your rear end off for that championship, and then the next week you're almost forgotten about. You're, you're a little stat in a history book. They, they close the history book, and they don't open it again until they write down who won the next year. Okay? Not saying that what they're doing is pointless because, you know, people, athletes spend almost their whole life striving for that mm-hmm. moment. But that moment should not define them as a person. Okay? Right. So whoever wins, you know, in the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks – that's going to be really great for them for a few days, even if they have some kind of virtual parade or whatever they're going to do. Yeah. Okay. But that's not permanent. That's a temporary crown. And that's exactly what um, Paul talks about right here in First Corinthians. So starting in verse 24 of chapter 9, it says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? So, you know, we got how many teams in the NFL? 30? 32. Yes. So you got yeah, 30. 32, base, yeah. 32 in the NFL. Yeah, so you got 32 teams all running the same race to get that same trophy, and only one of them is going to get it, right? So right. that's kind of just thinking of it as that way. Paul says, run in such a way that you may obtain it. So do whatever you can to obtain that prize. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do obtain a perishable crown. That's what that perishable. That's what the championship is. It's a it's a crown, right? Gotta, but right, it's a crown. It's you know like it's a crown. It's a championship. It's a victory. But it's like you said, it's temporary. That's right. You know, look at all the rings Michael Jordan has. Look at all the green. He's got what two green jackets? Tiger Woods has two green jackets. Yeah. Um, look at all the championships that like somebody like you know Kobe had or Shaq has. Charles Barkley doesn't have any, but <laughs> you know that's always fun to watch. But all these championships, those rings, they're not going with them when they die. Okay, when they pass away, their soul is going to leave this earth. Their ring, and I'm gonna try to get the sound effect here, see if my microphone can hear it. It's gonna do that. Okay, it's gonna stay right here on earth. That's all it's gonna do. Okay, and so that's that perishable crown. 
getting back to what Paul says, he says, but we for an imperishable crown. That imperishable, imperishable crown is our salvation in Jesus Christ. Right. Okay. So you should run in such a way to obtain that prize where we can all get that prize, right? It's right there for the taking. All we have to do is do the right thing and you know, admit that we can't do this life on our own, that we know good and well that what Jesus Christ did on that cross, he did for me, he did for you, he did for people listening to this, he did for people that are scrolling on their phones right now looking at who knows what, right? But we can all obtain that crown because that's an imperishable crown. It says in verse 26, Therefore I run, thus not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. All right? So just like an athlete trains to get that Super Bowl trophy, to get that NBA Finals trophy, okay? Just like they train – I mean, they train off season too, right? Oh, yeah. And you could consider a Christian off season the days that aren't Sundays and Wednesdays, you know? Yeah, Sundays true. and Wednesdays, you should be at church. Those days, those other days, consider that your off season in between. Right. As you're continuing to get better, to get stronger, and get closer with Christ in your faith. And that way you can go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and not only get fed spiritually, but you can pour out others as well. And you can go out on your off season days and pour out others that aren't in your church too. So train just like an athlete trains to get stronger, get stronger spiritually. Spend more time in prayer, spend more time in scripture. We all can do that, right? We can all get better in those ways. Oh, yeah, of course. So, you know, it's really cool to see these guys fight for these championships. And spoiler alert, it's going to be really cool to see if Tom Brady gets number seven. You know, whether yeah. you like Tom Brady or not, it's going to be really cool to see if he gets his seventh seventh Super Bowl championship. That's insane. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. And as awesome as that is, if you train the right way, and you live your life to the best that you can, you know, spiritually wise, walking with Christ, you know, surrendering yourself to him, following him, and, you know, asking for forgiveness for those sins, you can also obtain a prize. But just like we right. said, those trophies down here, they're perishable. But the crown that you're going to be crowned with when you get to heaven is imperishable. And what's really cool, too, is that the crown that, you can obtain, everyone else can obtain too. It's not a race to see who gets there first and who gets it is the only one who gets it. It's mm -hmm. the people that are all striving to get that crown and get that salvation and then eventually get that eternal little life in heaven as well. Right, and you know, and that's what Paul's trying to say. Paul's not saying that we can all run to get salvation only one person going to get it. He's not saying that. No. He's using that as just a way to get their attention because it's something they know, because something familiar. It's like last night or Sunday night when we were talking about rumors and stuff. I say, you know, sometimes trade rumors, people get, get caught up in the mix of talking about trade rumors, which, you know, me and you can easily get oh, yeah. caught up in. Easily. But it's something that, you know, just something that, you know, would just spark your thinking. But we know that when you run in a race, you try your best to be first. Well, in this race that we call life, racing to salvation, right, we should all run in such a way that we can all obtain it because we can. All right? That's all I got, man. All right, man. Well, hey, man, that was pretty awesome, and I think that's definitely something we can all definitely take to heart and strive for that prize, like you said. That's right. So it's cool to get prizes on earth. Those are lowercase p, prize. Get the uppercase prize, capital prize with a capital P, right? Right. That one, that lasts forever. All right. 
it is sports time. Time to update y'all on the week that was in the world of sports. This is the weekly score. Got him. I don't care. This is I the, did it first. <laughs> the weekly score. I don't care. You don't care? I don't care right. if you got me because I still said it first. Well, good job. I'm proud of you. High five. Yay. There you go. All right. So, Cody. Yes. Say my name. Okay. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a Super Bowl matchup in two weeks, officially. Yes, we do. And that we knew there was going to be a Super Bowl, unless, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. But as right now, we're going to have Super Bowl. Yes. Right? As of right now. And we have history in the Super Bowl this year. We do. We have a team playing Super Bowl in their own stadium. Yes, for the first time ever. For the first time ever. So we have the Tampa Bay Bucks going to Tampa Bay to play in Super Bowl 55. 55, right? yes. And they're going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to back-to-back Super Bowls. They are going to back-to-back Super Bowls. And, you know, quick side note, you know, the NFL missed a prime opportunity to have Super Bowl LV in Las Vegas. They did. You know, because the Roman numerals for 55 are LV. Right. I think, I mean, it's whatever, whatever you want to do. But I think it would have been really cool if Super Bowl LV would have been been in Las Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. But anyway... It's really cool to have history going on in the Super Bowl this year, you know. Right. Oh yeah. Um, with Tampa Bay playing their playing their second Super Bowl and in their home stadium, Ram and James Stadium. I just think that's really cool, don't you? Oh yeah, for sure, man. I mean, well, like it is pretty cool to see one of the teams in the Super Bowl actually playing at their home stadium because, like, something tells me that was probably like a curse that someone had made up because, yeah. like, you know, like. If a team is hosting the Super Bowl that season, then they're not going to go to the Super Bowl, right? Because it's at their home. Stadium. I think the team that got closest to it last were the Vikings a couple of years ago, right? Yes, and the mm-hmm. Super Bowls in Minneapolis, right? Yeah, they got that they, was the year they got Super Bowl the, Fifty Two. They got to the NFC Championship, didn't they? Yes, they played and they the lost Eagles. To, right, yes, lost to Nick Foles and the Eagles. Nick Foles and the Eagles. So, um, so let's just recap. This week we'll recap the AFC and NFC Championship game. And next episode, we'll, give, we'll our, give our Super Bowl predictions, our predictions and yes. things like that. But I'll go ahead and say this. I think it's going to be a really fun game. Okay? Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be really awesome to not only see Tampa Bay playing their home stadium, you're seeing Mahomes come in, facing off against the absolute legend. Oh, no yeah. doubt about it. First ballot Hall of Famer. They might as well go ahead and put him in the day after he retires. Might you know? as well. Um, Just and, to say the formalities. And, and, and Tom Brady. So it's really going to be, you know, the end of this generation of football, whenever, I mean, just not saying he's Brady's going to retire, but it's really, you know, the last generation versus the next generation in Pat Mahomes. Yes, Patrick sure. Mahomes. Patrick me. Mahomes. Yeah, I was about to say Excuse because me. you made sure last His week. His mama that don't I, like that. You made sure last week that I called him Patrick. That's I'm right. Call him Patrick His mama don't on. like that. But um, I'll make sure to bring back last, speaking of bringing up last week, I was right in saying the Bucks would go up to Lambeau and win. Yes, you were. But I was wrong in but saying. But you were wrong. Buffalo would win in Kansas City. That Buffalo would beat Kansas City. You were but, wrong. Let's start out with recapping um, the NFC Championship game. Okay. So, Cody, give me your thoughts on that. Okay. I was really thinking that the Packers were going to win this game. I had a lot of confidence in the Packers that they were going to win this game. Well, now, you and a lot of people did. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like um, I just felt that, that the Packers finally had home field advantage in a conference championship game, which they hadn't ever had up until that point with right. Aaron Rodgers. You know, so, like, that was obviously a factor, plus the fact that it was, like, below freezing in Green Bay, and that's just what Tampa Bay players, well, of course, other than Tom Brady, weren't really used to that. So I thought that would obviously play a factor. And, you know, like obviously, too, you can make an argument that both teams really didn't play anybody that good in the playoffs this season. I would make the argument that that Green Bay had it a little tougher because they played the Rams, and the Rams did beat the Seahawks. Sure. And the Seahawks – 
for a team who I thought was pretty good because I was thinking for sure that it was going to be the Seahawks versus the Packers in that divisional round because I didn't think the Rams were going to win that game. Yeah, a lot of people didn't. When you have, what, John Wolfert starting, and then he goes out because it's almost got decapitated. Right. And then, you know, Jerry Goff comes in. And Jerry Goff, who was hurt, came in. Who was hurt with a broke thumb. Yeah. Yeah, comes in, and their defense is hell strong to one. But, yeah, you're exactly right. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, anyway, so um, my thoughts on the game itself, I thought that that Green Bay's defense played a really good game. They got three picks off of Brady, which that's just hard to imagine. But by itself that Tom Brady throws – three picks in one game, <laughs> you know, but like they got those turnovers. The only thing that they weren't that good in was third down efficiency because the Bucks got a lot of big third down conversions mm-hmm. and that obviously hurt Green Bay. But I think it was the fact that the Packers defense got those turnovers and the Packers offense could not yep. capitalize on those turnovers because I think they had those three picks. They had those three picks. They got combined six points off those turnovers. Mm-hmm. And when stuff like that happens, you're not going to win many games. Yep. You know, and like obviously, what's funny is I was watching that game, and I'm like, "Dude, Tom Brady does not throw that many picks in the game. You got to take advantage of this. It's because Tom Brady is not going to make that many mistakes in a game. Period. And the fact that he did make that many in a game, you should have definitely taken advantage of that. And that kind of brings me up to another point about the Packers' offense when they were driving down the field towards the end of the game, and controversial going for the field goal instead of going for it on fourth and fourth and goal from the eight yard line. I can understand his thinking. Like I can understand his rationalizing it Mm -hmm. saying, okay, we're going to make it a five point game. So that way, if we get the ball back and we score a touchdown, we don't got to go for two or anything like that. Plus you had essentially four timeouts. If you count the two minute warning, true technically, but I just didn't agree with the call because let's just say you go for it and you don't get it. And you're talking about Matt LaFleur, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. And say the Packers went for it and they didn't get it. Let's, you know, let's say they threw a pass and it was incomplete. Let's just even say Aaron Rodgers gets sacked. It's going to be it's going to be Tampa Bay's football at like maybe the 15 mm-hmm. at the most. Right. You know, like assuming Rodgers gets sacked on a play or something. Mm-hmm. So with that happening – you're still in a really good position to get a stop, force a timeout, at least get the ball back in pretty decent field position. You know, like maybe just past midfield, maybe at the 40 or something, if you get a stop right away. And you have a chance just to go down the field and do it again. But I just didn't understand the call there because you knew that if Tampa Bay got a first down on that drive, the game was over. Yeah, um, you – I guess you you have a fair point saying that you can kind of see where he was thinking. Yeah. I have no idea what he was thinking. I mean, well, <laughs> like, from a logical standpoint, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Now, if it were me, I don't want to say that because I know I'm not an NFL head coach and the in-game situation is completely different from mm-hmm. me just sitting on the couch at home. I understand that. But I'm just saying, I'm sure I'm not the only one thinking that saying, well, if that was me, I definitely would have gone for it in that situation. Just because, in my opinion, there was more upside going for it and not getting it than kicking the field goal and hoping that your defense gets a stop. Right. Which I can see how you could think that because they got three picks. But other than that, they really didn't do too much in the mm-hmm. game. So, but I, like I said, overall, I I think Green Bay should have definitely gone forward on fourth down, and they didn't. And obviously, there was a lot of uh, controversy surrounding that. And just putting the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands was definitely something I think a lot of people weren't happy with. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers even though he obviously wouldn't say that out loud is because you kind of can't in the media because they'd have a field day with that. I'm sure he was pretty 
upset about that too. Yeah, well, before I get to my points, I just want to mention one thing. I knew Tampa Bay won that game after Leonard Fournette scored on that one run that he had. Oh, that was a nasty spin move, man. I knew the moment they scored on that run that Tampa Bay had what it took to win that game yesterday, or well, being Sunday. Right. Um, because they showed the, what's it, Amazon Web Service next-gen stats, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. They threw it into Madden now, too, on the next-gen consoles. Um, according to however they're calculating this, Leonard Fournette, I think what they call him, playoff Lenny now all of a sudden. Yeah. They had playoff Damian last last year. Now they have playoff Lenny. Um, he had a 0.4% chance to score on that play. He was expected to maybe get three or four yards, and then he got 21 yards on that. So yes. he just blew the, you know, the what's it called, the – um, the stats out of the book, he, he oh, yeah. all the algorithms, all that stuff that they try to look at to how to you know strategize yeah. a, a football game and the plan. Um, they oh. th- he he threw all that out the window and said, you know what, I'm gonna go score a touchdown. Well, trust me, Neil. Knowing watching baseball, I know a thing or two about coaches using analytics. Analytics, that's what I was looking for. Analytics, yeah, that's the word you're looking for. I know a thing or two about coaches who try to use analytics and it doesn't end up panning Is out. Is that so. analytics in baseball or superstition? I think it's a little bit of both, <laughs> but. Trust me, I, I've seen some, I've seen some teams use analytics to an extreme, and it usually doesn't end too well. Anyway, True. that's another topic. But. Um, but here's here's my couple points, and this is the title of my points. Okay. Okay. It's a long title, but it's my title. Okay. The Buccaneers did not beat the Packers. The Packers beat the Packers, and I'll tell you why. That's a very long title, by yeah. the way. <laughs> that's, uh, there's a lot of semicolons in there somewhere. Yes. Um, so, point number one. Okay. They had three picks on Tom Brady. Yes. Okay. They, you said what, six points? Yes. I think, yeah. They had two back-to-back and got nothing off right. of them. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I know. The last time I was that frustrated for an offense was when Jeremy Chin scored back-to-back touchdowns for the Panthers against the Vikings. And they, after that, we still lost a game. Okay? Yeah, I know. So, we literally had, we literally needed the defense to score to have a chance in that game. And they scored twice and they still lost. But that's, you know, I'm getting off. I'm not on my soapbox right now about the Panthers. We're talking about <laughs> the Packers. But they had three picks on Tom Brady. Brady also threw three touchdowns, so he did his best Jameis Winston impersonation. He was in a Bucks uniform and just broke even on the stats. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure didn't Winston throw 30 touchdowns and also threw 30 picks last yes, he year? Did. Yeah. Yes, yes so, he did, yeah. Yeah, but that, so he got his best Jameis Winston um, impersonation out there. And the other way they beat themselves was, I don't know what Rodgers was doing on that third and goal. When he had he had a wide open they, running lane, it, they were on the what like the ten yard line. I can't even remember. There's so it was there was third and goal to go. Yes, he had forty yards of where he could run. He could <laughs> run. He could have run out to the closest diner in Green Bay and come back and still had room to score. Okay, if he'd have just I, I, you know would have should have could have. That's Monday morning quarterback kind of stuff. Right. And then you know good and well he didn't want to kick that field goal. No, he you, didn't. You know if he had any say in that at all, he would have said absolutely not. You know. Yeah. Because. You went from needing to get a sco- get a stop and score a touchdown to needing to get a stop and score a touchdown. Okay. Yes. And and I get the thinking that you go from down eight to down five. I get that. Don't get me wrong, because it takes the two two point conversion out of the equation. Right. But either way. But either way, you got to give the ball back to Tampa Bay, and you got to you know trust your defense to stop them where you can use your three timeouts too. Right. So I didn't see the reward in just trying to kick a field goal. I I didn't see that. Okay. Right. I think you're better off going down there at least trying to score because just say even they they even just say they ran a draw 
play, just to throw them way off, okay? Yeah. That's what John Fox used to think when we were third and 17 <laughs> with Jimmy Clawson, whoever we had running the ball, D'Angelo Williams. Oh, third and 18. Draw. They'll never see it coming, okay? <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll never see it coming. But just say they did that and got stopped at the one, okay? Right. You basically pinned the Buccaneers back where they have to run the ball up the middle, okay? They have no choice to – they can't they can't risk scoring a safety right there. Right, yeah. So you know exactly what they're going to do, okay? Right. And you put yourself in a lot better position to not only stop them from scoring, but you possibly getting the ball back either by a safety or at least getting the ball back off of a punt in really good – Exactly. Really good – Field position. Right. Each way had its own kind of risk. But I think the risks were more, were more beneficial if you go for a touchdown in yes. that situation. But I'm sitting here making no money on a podcast just like you are. We're not making millions of dollars coaching. So no. that's that's easier said than done. That's true. But with all that being said, Buccaneers are going to the, to going to the Super Bowl. Yes, they are. Tom Brady has done it again. He has. Cody, Tom Brady has played 20 seasons in the NFL. He's been to 10 Super Bowls in 20 seasons. Yes, he has. Just let that sink in for yeah, a second. Uh, How old are you? I am 19. I was 19. born January of 2002. 2002. Yeah. So, in that span of time, basically, almost over half of your lifetime, Tom Brady's been in the Super Bowl. Well, Tom Brady was in the NFL. He was drafted into the NFL before I was even born. So that tells you how long he's been playing in the NFL. Exactly. That too. But just think about it. You're 19. He's playing he's been playing 20 seasons, okay? And he's been to 10. So, you know, over half of your life has been Tom yeah. Brady was in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just let that sink in for. That's that's wild. Yeah. That's crazy. But moving on to the AFC Championship, okay. which was played um after we got back from church last night. Yes, it right? was. Um Plain and simple, Buffalo got beat. Yes, they did. I mean, there was no no way around that. Josh Allen was it looked like he was running for his life every time he got the ball. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say besides Patrick Mahomes. He can play football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. That I is mean, for sure. Patrick Mahomes can definitely play some football, man. How, how, I don't know how you how you guard that offense. I really have. No I idea. have no idea either. I, I really it's, don't know. It's, it's it's just absolutely insane because when you have. Tyreek Hill covered for the half second that you do. <laughs> um, Travis Kelsey's over there getting 118 yards receiving, and he's a tight end. Yeah. Okay? And when you have them covered, I mean, they got the steal of the draft and Edwards Alaire, yeah. okay, who who got to go on automatically to an amazing team and look amazing while doing that, okay? He's not like the fall guy on that offense. He's not like their weakest link. He's he's also pretty, pretty daggum good on that oh, offense. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then – you got Patrick Mahomes just knowing exactly how much time he has in that pocket to make things happen. Make things and happen, right. Man, they just they were unstoppable last night. Yeah, they were, man. I mean, like, I don't really have that much to say about that game. Like, okay. Okay, Neil, here's something funny. I was actually, last night, I was actually going back and forth between that game and the Charlotte Hornets game last mm-hmm. night. Every time I flipped from the Hornets to the Chiefs, the Chiefs were like on the – were they were like, about to score again. They were just about to score mm-hmm. again. Like, I'm pretty sure there were, like, three straight times where I flipped it from the Hornets to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs were, like, less than five yards from the end yeah. zone. I can't remember how, how big the – It was insane. I, I can't remember the number off the top of my head. I probably should have Googled it before we hit record. But I think somewhere around the lines of the NFL football field is, like, 52, 53 and a half yards wide, like, from sideline to sideline. Right. You know? they, the Chiefs make that field like it's 80 yards wide. I mean, they spread oh, I the, they spread the opposing team's defense out so efficiently 
I mean, any run they take can go for 20 or 40 yards just easily, okay? Right. And yeah, we, yeah, I know. During, during a break just a minute ago, we saw a video of Tyreek Hill. Within one second, he was wide open. He had made call separation from that DB. Yeah. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's insane, man. It's ridiculous. And, you know, I, I, I could definitely see them being favorites in the Super Bowl. Absolutely, just because. Well, what's really funny, though, that you said that, because I think this is probably the first time since Tom Brady's first – First time he won the Super Bowl, probably, you know, because he was a younger quarterback then, obviously. That this is probably the first time in a long time that Tom Brady's team has been considered the underdog yeah. going into the Super Bowl. Now that I'm thinking, if I, uh, there's not one that's coming up right off the top of my head that he was been he would have been considered an, an underdog. But you know, do you think um, do you think Tampa Bay will get the automatic three point favorites because they're playing at their home stadium this time? Oh yeah, you think so? Even even yeah. though it's the Super Bowl, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll see. I mean, well, like here's the thing that that, that might affect the that spread somehow. If nothing else, it'll at least make the point margins f- smaller for for KC. Yeah, just be- simply because they're playing in Tampa. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. If nothing but, else, yeah. Simple way to put it: Buffalo just got beat. And if you're a Bills fan, and you know, I, from episode one of this oh, podcast, yeah. I said Buffalo's gonna be good. You know, because I'm pretty sure true, we read preseason predictions, and the one that came out to me was the most was the Bills winning the division and going deep into the playoffs. And you know, this is the first time in a long time people were pretty proud to be Bills fans. You know, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you had that run in the '90s where you won four straight AFC championships yeah. and couldn't get it done. You know, that had to be aggravating. Then you had that stretch of years where people almost wanted you to move to Toronto. You know, <laughs> um, and thankfully you never did. Um, but this year you had an amazing run. Sim- simple, you just got beat, and that's okay. Oh yeah, you're going to lose some guys. They wasn't a heartbreaker. No, you I, and to, not to be mean, but you never really stood a chance in that game from the k- first kickoff. And I was rooting my heart out for. Them. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, I wanted them to win. Not that I don't like Kansas City. It's just been fun to watch Buffalo this year. But yeah, I w- I would definitely pay attention to Buffalo because I mean, oh, yeah. they got their guy quarterback Stephon Diggs looks awesome. Defense is pretty decent as well. And I think McDermott's the, the guy for them for a good while. It for sure seems that way, for yeah, sure. absolutely. So, we'll talk more about um, – oh, here's a little fun stat that I saw on Twitter earlier. So, the only two players to make 10 championship appearances from the NBA, the NFL, the Major League Baseball, or the National Hockey League since 1990, LeBron and Tom Brady. Yes. They're the only ones in, in the, all those leagues to make 10 championship appearances. That's crazy. Wow. Absolutely crazy. Doesn't mean they won all 10, but nope. the fact that they're getting there I was, <laughs> 10 times, <laughs> that's that's wild. Yeah, man, that's insane. All right, so we'll talk more about the Super Bowl next week because we do have a, a weekend in between this uh, the conference championships and the Super Bowl. So let's talk Pro Bowl. Cody. Okay. All right. So, you know, it of course it came out not too long ago that you know they weren't going to have a traditional Pro Bowl this year because of right. I mean, it was NFL's translation saying we get it, it's pointless, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> considering the fact we're, we're just not going to play it this year, yeah. okay? And so this is what's going. This is what's crazy to me. So this is on NFL.com. Yes. Okay. And I'm going to read it word for word, so there's no twisting words or anything. Okay. Go ahead. NFL.com says, and I quote, the 2021 Pro Bowl game originally scheduled was originally scheduled to be played on January 31st in Las Vegas, but was canceled due to ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Instead, 
the NFL is working with, wait for it, EA Sports, send a game, working with <laughs> EA Sports to create a week-long series of matchups featuring celebrities, NFL legends, current players, and streamers playing the official Pro Bowl rosters on Madden NFL 21. The week culminates in a virtual Pro Bowl game with 2021 Pro Bowl players playing within Madden, which will be available for fans to watch across a variety of platforms. And those platforms include, I think, Twitch, which is obviously a live streaming platform. Sure. Uh, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, Facebook. And Twitter. And Twitter. Yeah. That, that That's crazy. That is crazy. You know, I thought the craziest thing we'd see at the NFL this year is them playing a game on Nickelodeon and seeing slime cannons when, you know, they, somebody scored a touchdown. Yeah. This, I think this takes the cake. I really do. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the Nickelodeon thing was crazy. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I think this takes the cake. You know, it may, it was fun to watch virtual NASCAR during the on the first stages of the pandemic when they didn't know what was going on. They had racing things going on. Right. This takes the cake for the most ridiculous thing I've seen out of this COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic. Okay? Are you sure? I think so. There's been a lot of crazy things. As of right now. Okay. We're literally, I mean, people have trashed Madden this year for a long, long yes, time. They have. Okay. And now they're going to lean on the thing that people have trashed all season to present their Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I, why? Why even try? Did they have? They they already have television contracts lined up, or what is it? I honestly am not sure because I just found this out like today. Yeah. That, and the only reason why I found it out was just because I was just wondering if there was going to be any kind of Pro Bowl mm-hmm. festivities because it, there wasn't going to be like an official Pro Bowl this year. And then I saw that, and I was like, wait a minute, they're going to be playing the Pro Bowl on Madden this year? Yeah. So like you know, so obviously it's gonna be a mixture of current players and legends and stuff. So does that mean like Terry Bradshaw's gonna be up there with a <laughs> Xbox controller? How, how I how I folded that fella over there with the blue button on his head? I don't know. <laughs> uh, who knows? But it, it's it's going to be interesting. And, you know, I just saw this article was published before Christmas on December twenty first. Oh wow! This is I mean, you told me this that has today. been the case for a while. I had no idea. Okay, and maybe they maybe y'all that are listening didn't either. But now you know. Now you know so now. That should be fun. Oh, yeah. You know, especially with those little slight matting glitches that are here and there sometimes where just a random player runs off the sideline and tackles you. You know, who never, who knows? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so in, the, in spite of them playing on a video game this year for the Pro Bowl, um, Cody, let's just say that this year the NF Roger, Roger Goodell called into the show. He's not going to. Okay. okay? He's not. He might. No. Never say never, Justin yeah. Bieber. But – um, <laughs> but just say he called him to the show. Say Cody, okay. Neil, we get we're doing a Pro Bowl day for this year. Obviously, Mad Twenty One. Obviously, but, yes. But we're gonna play in a bubble, and it's the Cody Conference versus the Neil Conference. Okay. okay? And we need y'all to pick your players. Okay, it's the fantasy draft. Okay, fantasy draft. Okay. So Cody, I'm gonna let you have first dibs on picking your team. I'm gonna let you pick one quarterback. Okay. Two running backs. Two running backs. Two wide receivers and one wild card. That can be another offensive player. That can be a defensive player. All right. And, and I just want to see who you would pick on yours. But it can't be on the Bucks it, or the Chiefs correct. because they're going to the Super Bowl. It, yeah. So, so yeah. Let's, so, it's still Bucks and Chiefs Super Bowl. So, they would be, you know, they would be unable to play in the Pro Bowl right. to, you know, just to ris- avoid risking injury. So, uh, they so, can't be on the Chiefs or Bucks. Uh, uh, so, so, I can't pick basically the entire – Chiefs offense. Correct, correct. And they're playing this game at Forest Hills High School, by the way. Just in case you're wondering, where's the venue? It's at Forest Hills. Okay. 
All right. It's in, cool. it's in the middle of the woods. Nobody's coming. All right. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Randy Travis will sing the national anthem. Yes. Okay. All okay. Right. That's cool. So pick your one quarterback, two running backs, two wideouts, and one random player. Okay. For my quarterback, I'm going to go with – this is really hard because I don't want you to get another good one, but there's a bunch of good ones. So um, for my quarterback – I'm going to choose Russell Wilson. Ooh, okay. I'm going to choose Russell Wilson. I was it was really either Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson with me, but I chose to go with Russell Wilson just because one, I obviously like Russell Wilson. Two, I just think that having that experienced veteran player as a starting quarterback for my Pro Bowl team, I think he can command any any guys on offense that he comes around. So okay. I'm going with Russell Wilson as my quarterback. All right. Who's your two running backs? My two running backs are going to be Christian McCaffrey. Okay. And Alvin Kamara. Oh, nice. So you got the two NFC South guys. Yes, and, I do. And, and this is barring injury. So the injuries don't exist in this little fantasy draft we got. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Okay, yes. Okay, so – and like, let's just say injuries were a thing. If I had to pick another one, says McCaffrey's here, I'll pick uh, Aaron Jones. Okay, from Green, from Green Bay. Bay. Okay, okay. All right, all right. And two for, receivers. And my two wide receivers, I'm going to pick Marquise Brown mm-hmm. from the Ravens because mm-hmm. I like his speed. And I want to go with the dude who is basically a defender playing wide receiver, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Okay, I'm going with. Partially because he's Russell Wilson's teammate, just because I want that connection. <laughs> but also, I just like watching the dude play, man. He's a beast out there, wide out. So, all right. And, and lastly, for my, your wild card for my random player, I'm going on. I'm going to go to the other side of the ball. I'm going to. I'm going to defense, and I'm going to go with Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Hmm? Yeah. Aaron Donald. That's a good pick. I want to have a solid guy up there on the defensive line to pressure. Your quarterback, whoever it is. Nice. All right, cool. All right, so here's my my roster, my picks, okay? Okay. At quarterback, it's the guy you should have picked, Deshaun Watson. I had a feeling you were going to pick him, but it's all right. And to – I'm going to go ahead and quote one of my own tweets that I sent out earlier this week. Somebody asked me what I would be willing to give up or what I would pay for Deshaun Watson to be a Carolina Panther. To quote the great Alan Jackson, I would buy him tall, tall trees and all the waters in the seas because I'm a fool, fool, fool for you. Okay? It's a great song. But, yes, definitely, I would have Deshaun Watson as my quarterback. Okay. Okay? My two running backs. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Got Nick Chubb from the Browns. Okay, that's a good one. Okay. That's a, that's a, and, that's a good one. And Josh Jacobs from the Raiders. Okay. All right. So, we don't think much of the Raiders on the East Coast. No. Josh Jacobs was a beast this but year. But Josh Jacobs was a beast. Okay, and we saw how good Nick Chubb was, especially yes. against the Steelers <laughs> in the playoffs. So I got Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, and Josh Jacobs. So this is where I got I get two wide receivers, right? Yes. Isn't that what we said? Yes. So this is really hard. Yeah, I know it's really hard to pick him too. So first one that I really want to pick because he just had a great year this year. AJ Brown with the Titans. Yes. Okay. AJ was, Brown was amazing. He he made Tannehill. Of course you pick DK Metcalf's college teammate. Basically. So I mean Tannehill had a good year. Oh, yeah. AJ Brown made him look even better with some of the catches AJ Brown had. Yeah, he did. So that's my that's my one um wide receiver. And God, this is hard. <laughs> um Okay, yeah. I'll go ahead and do this. Um Stefan Dix. Stefan Dix, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen had a Ke- great year yeah. with the Chargers, but just because of the how far they got this year, I'm gonna go with uh Stefan Diggs. You're gonna on go with Stephon Diggs. So, okay. So Deshaun Watson, um 
Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Stephon Diggs, and A.J. Brown. Okay. All right. So. My wild card? Yeah, you're – yep. So, I'm going to go a little biased on this one. Okay. okay. If – um, let's see. I have a feeling I know who you're going to pick now because you said that. Yeah, I'm going to pick Tahir Whitehead. I'm just kidding. I was about <laughs> to say, what? I'm just kidding. No, I'm not picking Tahir Whitehead for anything. Um, <laughs> but I think since you went with the D-lineman – I'll go with the D lineman as well. Okay. I'll pick Brian Burns. I had a feeling you were. Yeah. I had a feeling like. No, no, I, no. I rescind that. Can I rescind that? Uh, okay. I, he yes. hasn't signed a contract yet. Okay, fine. Jeremy Chin. I had a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling that. I also had a feeling that it was going to be Jeremy Chin, and if not that, then Brian Burns. Yep. When you said Brian Burns first, I was like, "Whoa, he's not going to yeah. pick Jeremy Chin, really?" Yeah. So yeah. So sorry, sorry, Brian. We had some contract disputes with your agent and your brother. We didn't get along too well. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pick Jeremy Chin. Okay. And he's already signed a contract, so there you go. Because I mean, there Jeremy Chin, he can play safety, he can play linebacker, he can do my taxes if I need him to. He can do it all. Okay. So I'd pick Jeremy Chin. And that. All right. Absolutely. That sounds cool. And for those of you listening, obviously you can't leave a comment because this isn't a YouTube video. But just think over our teams and just think about who you think would win in this fantasy Pro Bowl. I think you would you would uh, be up twenty eight to three, and I'd come back and win. Now, <laughs> now that's just disrespectful. <laughs> well, all right, but Neil, though, here's the thing: No, I wouldn't because I don't have Matt Ryan. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I'm trying Russell to think Wilson. if anybody on your team. Well, there's been a couple times Seahawks have gone to Atlanta, so maybe that kind of stuff rubbed off on them. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's pretty contagious too. So, it, well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, cool. Well, that was fun, man. Yeah, man. All right, let's talk some basketball before we get out of here, Cody. What you got for us? All right, so for basketball. Steph Curry made history yet again. He passed Reggie Miller for second place all time in three-pointers. Wow. Which I know for those of you who watched a lot of Steph Curry, you kind of figured he's going to break some sort of record with threes because it seems like he just hits a bunch of threes every game, Oh yeah, of course. Absolutely. But just seeing him pass up Hall of Famers like that or just amazing basketball players like that in – in that kind of record just further cements how good Steph Curry has been throughout his career. Yeah, and I know you were a little young when Reggie Miller was still playing. Yeah. He kind of tail end of his career. I remember when he played. When right. I was like probably fourth or fifth grade when he was still playing. And when you – I used to play – I used to go to one of my buddy's house, houses and we would play NBA Live. I think it was 2005. <laughs> I think I think Carmelo Anthony on the Nuggets was on the cover of that. Oh, wow. But if I would always pick the Pacers – specifically for Reggie Miller. Really? He could not miss on that game. If you gave Reggie Miller the ball anywhere around the three-point arc, you were going to make it, guaranteed. Wow. He was unstoppable on that game. Now, in real life, he was pretty good, too. Oh, okay? yeah. But in real life, he got, he got under a lot of people's skin playing the, playing the game, too. Yes, that, he did. Everybody thinks about that famous scene with him and Spike Lee. Spike Lee on the sideline oh. talking junk to him. You know, and yes. he throws, like, puts his hand over his yeah, neck because he sends, you know, thing. the Knicks choked once again. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Reggie Miller was was great, and to pass somebody that was lights Ball out for like three, that. yeah. that's phenomenal. Absolutely. Who's number one on that list? Um, I remember looking it up. Just give me one second. Yeah. All right. By the power of the the pause, <laughs> I have come back, and I've determined that number one is one Mr. Ray Allen. And is, I should I should is know that one I even all asked time him. in three pointers. That's right. Yes. Hey, I, um, yeah, Ray Allen, I should have known that. I can't believe I didn't know that. I'm, I'm going to go to bed pouting about that tonight, <laughs> Cody. 
But yeah, it's all right, man. Awesome achievement by Steph Curry. Oh yeah, and absolutely. I don't know the numbers right off, but he should inch closer and closer because I mean he's he's not he's not aging anytime soon. Okay, what they said after the game, he scored threes. Now, obviously, he scored more threes since then because that was you know by the time this podcast comes out, he's gonna obviously have scored more since then. But after that game, they said he needed four hundred and eleven more three pointers to. Wow. Tie or pass him. I can't remember which one they said. But they averaged it out, said that, by the way, he's been averaging this season mm-hmm. and, and throughout his career. They said it would take him like 100, 110 games. Wow. More games to pass so in, time in, in a regular season, that's just that's, that's like a season and a quarter, you know? Right. So that's, that's, yeah, basically, that's so. doable if he keeps his rate up. Yeah, for sure. When you, when I think of Ray Allen, of course you think of the Sonics and the Celtics and all that. Yes. But I think the coolest three pointer I ever saw him hit was when he was with the, with the Heat, when they were playing the Spurs in champion the finals, and that was right after half of the arena had left. Okay, <laughs> you're in the NBA finals and you leave the game early just because oh we're going to lose. You're the NBA. Finals I was, I was game. the best. You're okay. in the NBA finals. Don't First leave. off, it ain't cheap to go to NBA game NBA game period, let no. alone the NBA finals game. Okay. Yeah, I know. You're the only show in town. And you're going to leave the game early. And then when he hit that three, everybody tried to get back in. And they were like, nope, sorry. No <laughs> reason. This ain't Carowinds. We don't stamp your hand on the way out so you can get back in and go to lunch <laughs> somewhere. So, but yeah, that's when I think of Ray Allen, I think of that moment. Because I, I, I will always find that moment hilarious. When everybody left, then he hit that three. And they all tried to, like, storm Yeah, the storm they all tried to storm back in so. there. Well, like, well, like uh, whenever I think of probably the coolest Steph Curry three I've seen is whenever – is whenever he drained that over half court mm-hmm. buzzer beater in the playoffs. Yeah, Th- that was insane. Like was obviously cool. he's been to a lot of playoffs. I can't remember exactly what year or series that was, but if it was baseball, you'd know exactly. I would. If it was baseball, you'd know the dew point of the night in which he didn't. He made it. Probably so. Yes. <laughs> Probably so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're right absolutely. about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but so, in other news, the Charlotte Hornets have played some more games since the last time we've mm-hmm. talked, obviously. Yep. As of this recording, last night, uh, Gordon Hayward hit the game-winning layup against the Orlando Magic for the yep. first game. Scored 39. Yes, he did. And that's back-to-back games. He scored at least 30 because he mm-hmm. scored 34, I think, in the last game that they played as well, as yep. of this recording, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but so, Charlotte Hornets have finally s- snapped that losing streak that they've had going on for the past week, and they are going to be playing against the Orlando Magic as of this recording tonight. On Monday night. On Monday night, and then the Pacers on Wednesday night. So there will be two games games since then that the Hornets will have played. But I've been looking at the Hornets' schedule for the next week or so, and it's looking pretty favorable for the most part. Like I said, they're playing the Magic again on Monday or tonight. Then they're playing against the Pacers two times. Mm-hmm. I think both of those wins can be accomplished. If yeah, I think both of those games, well, especially can be, the Pacers, don't have Old Depot anymore. Right. So, you know, so that's definitely one less thing you got to take into consideration now for mm-hmm. sure. And then they got the Bucks. Oh, so that one might be a little bit of a more of a different story. But well, they, they stepped up and played hard against the Nets, but that was before James Harden. But Kyrie was playing then too with KD, and so maybe they'll yeah, step true. up and play play well against the Bucks too. Yeah. Hey. Well, like, like that game against the Dallas Mavericks, not the last one, but the first time the Hornets played the Mavericks this season, they played really well. So if they can bring some of that magic against the Bucks, and they'll definitely have a chance to win the game. Yeah. And then they're playing the Miami Heat. Okay. It's kind of hard to get intimidated by the Heat because they have one of the worst. Because they're not the too w- hot. There you go. You had to make that. There's your pun. dad joke of the you show had to right make there. That pun, didn't you? Yep. 
that's my job, man. That's sorry. my job. That's my job to make the bad sorry. puns. Sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. It's okay. <laughs> and, and then they're playing the, the Philadelphia 76ers after that. Okay. And so that's your next few games for the Hornets. Obviously, we'll, a few of those games will have been played by the time this episode comes out. But I have a feeling a lot of those games are going to be able to be won. Probably the two I'm most concerned about is Milwaukee and Philly. Yeah, I, I would say the same. Yeah. Um, I got a fun stat for you since we're talking Hornets basketball right okay. now. Um, you know, you know, we talked about Gordon Hayward scoring 39 Sunday night against the the I'm about to say the Heat against the Magic. Yes. Um, and you know he's getting paid pretty good. We got out. Of, we finally got out of a bad contract with Batum. You know, yes. that's uh, I thought somewhere would freeze over before that would happen. <laughs> um, but people thought we got right back into a bad one with Gordon Hayward. People no. were just losing their mind over paying Gordon Hayward, and I was very excited about it. But I couldn't say too much because yes, I didn't want people jumping all over me for saying, "Hey, I like this deal." And um, James that called in last week, he loves that deal as well. And it's coming to fruition because according to Synergy Sports, it's the first time I've ever read that title, Synergy Sports. I don't know who they are. I don't either, but, but hey. They got credibility somehow, okay? So they have a stat sheet of the um, of this year's NBA offensive efficiency leaderboards. And they're, score, they're rating offensive efficiency based off how many possessions a player gets per game and how many points per per possession they get. So how many possessions they play they're they're involved in each time. Right. And how many times they score off of that possession. Okay? Okay. And so I'll read you the top, let's see, one, two, three, four. I'll read you the top five. Okay. Okay. Number one, CJ McCollum plays really good for the Trailblazers. Yes, He's a he really does. good player. Beat Duke when he played for Lee Ha ha. Um Joel Embiid lights out for the Sixers. Yes, he is. Kyrie, even though he kind of sat out for a little while, yeah. still pretty efficient when he's in the ball game, right? Yeah. Kevin Durant. So they got the, the Nets have two of the top five uh, the most efficient in the game. Number five, Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward. Yes, sir. Um, he He's 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 well worth $120 million right now. Yes, And sure. he proved it last night. He he still played really, really well against the Bulls the other night, even though they lost. Yeah. But – Gordon Hayward, if 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 anything, is there to build those young guys up, right. and he's playing good while he's doing that. Well, like here's the thing: whenever the Hornets signed him, I honestly didn't mind the amount of money he was getting paid. I mean, I could see I can maybe make an argument you don't want to pay a guy who's already thirty thirty million dollars. I can see that, but you know, but it's like you said, he's been playing. You know, like he's been playing like a beast out there. He's been playing lights out since he's come to the Queen City, but plus two, like you said, he's definitely a nice veteran presence for all those younger guys. And what's funny is I was looking at the Hornets roster while I was at the beach, and I was looking. The Hornets only have four players on the roster that are over the age of 25. Really? And that is Gordon Hayward is the oldest. He's 30. Mm-hmm. So your oldest player is 30. That tells you it's a young team already. Yeah. Uh, then you got two players who are 28. That is Cody Zeller and Biombo, mm-hmm. And then Terry Rozier is 26. Wow. All the rest of the players are 25 or younger. And Lamelo's 19. And Lamelo's 19, yes. Yeah. No, that's that's crazy. So, yes. you know, So having that veteran presence on the team is definitely key, you know, because, you know, Gordon Hayward's played in, in the NBA more than half of LaMelo Ball's life. So. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild <laughs> to think about. Yeah, I know. So that's pretty insane to think about. But, yeah. Well, cool. Well, hey, hopefully by the time we record next week, um, we'll be talking even more good things about our Charlotte Hornets. Hopefully so, man. 
Wait, 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 wait. Before before we end the show, Cody, I forgot about the most important segment okay. of the show. Most important. Okay. Yeah, we got to do our hockey talk. Oh, yeah, that's right. We need to do that. That's like, yeah. All right. You ready? Okay. Yes, okay. I'm ready. So, hockey talk. Last time the Carolina Hurricanes played was January the 18th. They beat the Predators 4-2. to The next two games were postponed. They're supposed to play the Tampa Bay Lightning on 28th. That was talking hockey. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. Cool deal. Now, you can end the show, Cody. All right, man. That sounds great. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you again for listening. Please be sure to tune into next week's episode of Reverend Babble, where we will be giving our predictions for the NFL Super Bowl and obviously all that stuff. So be sure to tune in for that. And please make sure to follow us and subscribe on the various podcasting hosting uh was it like hosting sites, hosting platforms? Sure. Yeah, I was about to say. Use your imagination. Just please make sure to follow us and subscribe or do whatever you need to do to, just to make sure that you are able to follow us and listen to whenever new episodes are posted and uploaded. And we are on a whole bunch of different podcasting platforms. I was calling platforms, including uh, obviously Anchor, which is where we do our, most of our hosting. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts as well as a bunch of others that I honestly don't know the names of. But just please make sure to like us and follow us on those. And with that being said, I guess we will see you guys, or or you will hear us next time. Yeah, and as we close out the show, here's our minor league baseball team of the week. All right, here we go. It Let's is do the, it. the Rocky Mountain Vibes. The Vibes. First off, they have one of the coolest logos in the game. Their logo is literally a s'more on fire wearing sunglasses, showing a peace sign, okay? That's just a cool logo. Okay. Go look them up. Go check out their hat. I really want a hat, but I don't feel like spending 35 bucks on a hat right now. But the Rocky Mountain Vibes, okay, are an independent baseball team in the Pioneer League, okay? Okay. And they are located in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and play their games at UC Health Park. Um, their colors are rubine red, navy, gold, sky blue, and tan, that is a very interesting selection of colors, but I bet it, it looks really cool. It is. Go look them up. they got a really cool logo. But that's our Minor League Baseball Team of the Week. And we are one week closer to the Daytona 500. Bye!